1: This is the last ever annual Rod with Royce Vikings Preview Show with Matthew Collar. Cherish the moment, because <laughs> that's it. That's it.
2: Good day, sir. And that's that. It is.
1: God, he's brilliant.
2: Here it is. The Rides' last annual Vikings preview <laughs> yes. show. It's uh, going to be fantastic. Matthew Collar is here directly from Winter Park, where he got a briefly, Matthew Collar got an assistant coaching position today. Was it today? Today. Yeah. Mike Prefer, the assistant uh, I mean the head, the coach in charge of special teams. The uh, what what a coordinator? Yeah, I mean I'm special so teams I'm, coordinator. So tell the story.
0: I'd like to call myself the assistant to the assistant video <laughs> coordinator for special teams, okay. if you will. So please get that right in the future. Is that like what okay. Dwight Schrute
1: was in the office? Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. the assistant to <laughs> the, assistant the regional to manager. The assistant. Well, well caller, you got to uh, remember too. You got to add quality control. Uh, the uh, that's, that's right. That's right.
0: right. Uh, so a few weeks ago, I wrote a feature about Holton Hill, who is a undrafted free agent kind of bubble guy mm-hmm. that they brought in and they liked and i interviewed his position coach it from high school <laughs> which is as you said tells you something about texas right exactly. high school football exactly he went to a heck of a school in texas which a yeah. position coach uh lamar, lamar houston Lamar, okay. yeah okay and so uh they've put out so many division one cornerbacks that you know, this guy was getting a lot of praise for his work with their corners. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I interviewed him. And after we had our conversation, he sent me some film of Holton Hill in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to watch. I mean, this mm-hmm. is Texas football, and this guy's kick return and running past everybody. Mm-hmm. So it was like, wow, okay, this is this is pretty cool. So I'm gonna embed that. So I just mm-hmm. put that in the article. And uh Prefer said today that one of their coaches, I believe he said it was George Edwards saw the article and saw Holton Hill returning kicks and said, hey, look at this, to prefer. <laughs> so they gave him a chance in the fourth preseason game to return a kick, and he had a 56-yard kick return. So Way to go. You're to welcome, go. So George, George is looking for information on his
2: new defensive yeah, back right, or yes. seeing what's being said about him yep. and he runs across that was one of the videos you had in there was that did you have some of his defensive play too or uh, uh yeah it
0: had it was a whole bunch of cut-ups of like his highlights and just one of them was him returning up it was either a punt or a kick for with for touchdowns with these thousands of defensive backs
2: they have who's going to be uh who's going to be active on uh sunday
0: well, it appears that uh, Mackenzie Alexander is on but his way out, back. Back, But so, whether
2: they'll make him active, they could yeah, give the, him...
0: Yeah, that I don't know. That depends on his health. But I think he is still the starter at this moment. Uh, then, Which is it, uh, the, the fifth guy, right? Yeah, uh, well, he would be the... He's like their number three, I guess, but he's yeah. the, the slot. So yeah, now right. we we kind of separate them now. So mm-hmm. he's he's got that position, I think, if he's healthy. Uh, otherwise, it will be Mike Hughes will start there mm-hmm. if Mackenzie Alexander can't go, and then backing them up is Holton Hill. So they can kind of move parts mm-hmm. around though that Mike Hughes can be you know an, an outside or an inside guy.
2: So they'll have three safeties, uh, too? Well, yeah. They only have three?
0: That's another thing that that is really nice for this defense and makes it much more flexible than it was last year is that when they bring in George Iloka, he can play a bunch of different positions. If you needed him to move down to linebacker or even nickel in some spots to match up against certain players, he can do that or he can be a deep safety.
1: How much is Mackenzie Alexander looking over his shoulder at Mike Hughes, though, for that for that uh, that slot-nickel-corner spot.
0: Well, I, I think that if Hughes gets his hands on it, he's not going to give it back because I think he's a more talented player. He was a higher draft pick than Alexander, and you see that. And he also had a better attitude coming in to so where he was a sponge when he was getting taught things uh, as opposed to Alexander, who kind of fought against being that nickel-corner right away. He thought he should be an outside guy, which is kind of, I mean, from the outside perspective, it's really mind-blowing. It's like... I mean, look at the defense you're playing on. I mean, Mm -hmm. if Mike Zimmer tells you to do something, then you do it. Now, this
2: this is his third year, right? Yes, yes.
0: Now, is he an athlete? Is he a talented kid? He is not as good of an athlete as Mike Hughes. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is tenacious, and he's strong, and I think those things help him as a nickel guy. Uh, But when it comes to his quickness, how quick he turns and things like that, I don't think he's in the same category as Hughes. So it wouldn't surprise me if they give him a shot— and they kind of mix and match those two with the situation because Hughes has been so impressive that I think they want him on the field. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost every other series at first to kind of see how that goes. And then ultimately, my guess is that by the end of this season, we have Mike Hughes as the starting nickel unless Alexander takes some big steps forward.
2: Now, Alexander's a second rounder, right? Yep. So they would, at the end of, at some time this year, you got to pick up his option or not? Is that, what does that, uh, because they only get four year contracts. Yes, right? Those second year guys. Yes.
0: Oh. Uh they that's different than the first rounders. The yeah. first mm-hmm. rounders where you would have the the fifth year option. Mm-hmm. So Alexander is a guy who will be under contract for four years. Oh and then, he's under contract yeah. no matter what. So okay. he'll be under contract for this year and next year. And mm-hmm. he's a good player to have, even if he gets bumped out of this job for the second straight year, he's a good player to have because he could play inside, he could play outside. So he gives them depth. And that's where on the defense, At every level, they have way more depth this year than they had last year because of some of the up-and-coming pass rushers, a couple of linebackers stepped up in preseason corners, and then adding George Iloka. So are they going, because they kept Boyer,
2: they kept kept, uh, Weatherly, are they going to try to do the Philadelphia thing or not?
0: Who is the second four? Yeah. I, so I'm not sure whether they actually will. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Philadelphia had so many good players coming mm-hmm. off the edge. They had Chris Long, who was a former top draft yes. pick, is is coming off the bench. And then there was another first round pick, Derek Barnett, who's also yes. coming off the bench. And then they had other guys mixing and matching on the uh, inside. So it's a little different than a seventh round pick and undrafted guy who are uh, the backups here. But... I could see it. Instead of, say, Everson Griffin plays 95% of snaps, that he plays 80% of snaps. And then snaps. who comes out? So that, I think Weatherly is first. Okay. But Bauer also showed quite a bit in the preseason. So those two guys might be interchangeable. And, and they're ends. Yeah, basically. yeah, both right. They're both defensive ends. And on the inside, David Perry, they decided to keep. He's a nose no tackle. What is he? A draft choice? Uh, no, he's a guy that they signed as a free agent. Uh, okay, he had so been he's with, kicked around a little bit. Yeah, he had been with Indianapolis, got hurt with New Orleans last year, and mm-hmm. he's kind of a backup nose tackle. And then uh, Jaleel Johnson, who they drafted yes. in the fourth round, and they also kept Jalen Holmes, who my guess is is, is very Not rare. to be active. Yeah, he's rare, he'll rarely be active if he is. But you feel much better about that depth than what they had last
2: year. And didn't I read some good things about Johnson early that they thought he was a tough guy? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Jaleel Johnson has taken steps forward too, and that and that with all of those guys, that's kind of the theme of Bauer and Weatherly and Jaleel Johnson is that last year those guys weren't really ready to get in there and play, but now they've taken steps forward and they should at least have roles, even if they aren't huge.
2: Did we discover what Griffin's ailment was, and is he uh, is now uh, everything's? Uh,
0: Huggy dory Well, I, yeah, I believe he uh, cut his leg on a table, according okay. to the uh, newspaper of record, um, and the, I guess he's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that it got infected was the okay. issue, and then uh, uh, he says that he's in, in good health and, and ready to go. But, you know, you do wonder— How old is uh, he now? He's, thir- he's 30, so he's old on this team. Yeah, so this is the thing about, like, guys in his type of position, as they go along historically, can still be really effective— If you start to dial back the snaps, I mean, if you like Julius Peppers is a great example. I mean, he's like thirty. He, I think, he retired at what thirty-seven or something yeah. like that. Or he might even still be around, as far as I know. I mean, uh,
1: I think he is back. back okay, that's, Carolina, yeah. Okay, that's 30, crazy. But 30, he's, I think he's
2: playing like he's playing like a third of the time now. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, but and, and, when they really want to go after somebody, so
0: his his playing time has slowly declined. Uh, but he's still been very effective at times. And I think Zimmer has probably looked at this and said, "I want to have Everson Griffin beyond just this year." Mm-hmm. So let's see. And the thing is, I mean, last year he gets hurt playing in the fourth quarter against cleveland like Mm -hmm. what the heck was that for so this year they could if it's a 10 point game in the fourth quarter or something take him off the field and and don't risk any injury Uh,
2: not in the modern uh nfl and playing the defense the way the vikings play it how what percentage of the plays are there five defensive backs and what percentage are there three linebackers 70 uh, percent five backs
0: so, yeah it's uh about a 70 30 split and with george iloka now i think that's going to even go down because mm-hmm. he's a big enough guy he's like six can, can six three
2: pretend like he's a
0: linebacker he, yeah. yeah they can move him or they can move harrison smith up to that yeah. position so if there's like the example i think of is like third and four so third they got and four kendrickson bar and who else plays doesn't make any difference pretty much i yeah. mean ben ben Gideon actually did okay in that in that position. But there are just so few situations where you really need to to do that and every other team is starting to put in two tight ends to try and get more linebackers on the field and then they throw it, but the defenses are figuring this out now. Like, okay, you've got two tight ends in, but if you run for 5 yards, okay, fine. We don't want you to throw for 15 on a play mm-hmm. action or something. So that will be a very interesting thing cuz Kyle Shanahan's kind of famous for that to watch in week 1 is just how the personnel matchups happen. All right, Matthew Collar's here for, yes, the long-anticipated and uh, uh,
2: also uh, last annual Vikings primetime preview on uh, the Ride with Ricey. I just want to play this one more time. Okay.
1: This is the last-ever annual Ride with Ricey Vikings preview show with Matthew Collar. Cherish the moment, because... That's it. That's it.
2: Good day, sir. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, now, who is this tall, uh, tight end that we fought with San Francisco over to put on the practice squad so he could give us all their inside secrets? How did I know that you were going to ask yes. this question? I don't know. To Tuka or some it damn doesn't, thing. It doesn't matter. He's off. <laughs> hey, he's got. He's got inside information. Yeah, they they don't uh they don't watch enough video out there and tape of uh, of the opponent they won't uh, if they didn't have this tight end to give them uh secret uh things that would uh it would be okay here's my real question how many you know you got you got hill uh holton hill you got uh the uh uh i i Loka, they just how many guys have they stolen since I'm not counting, you know, draft choices to me are not, you know, those are, those, you expended something, you expended a resource for them. How many guys are on this team who might do something who they, were able to bring in when other people wanted them, you know, competitive type guys. Oh, I see what you mean. Like Hill. I mean, there was a market for him. Yeah, those kind of guys.
0: Well, that was something that Rick Spielman talked about a lot before last year's draft, because the Philadelphia Eagles have been one of the teams that spends the most money on undrafted free agents. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the league, something that's funny about it, and this doesn't speak to who the starters are or who the successful players are, but just more players... Who are undrafted yes, are, are exactly. in the league than any other. I mean, there's any other position yeah, in right, the right. draft, right? But of course, the first there's rounders. Yeah, yeah, the first rounders have the most value, and yeah. then on down, it's a it's a perfect slant on down. Yeah. But it's it's very interesting that those guys end up playing a key role. And remember, uh, Corey Clement was yeah. the running back who caught the touchdown in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's an undrafted guy that Philadelphia picked mm-hmm. up. So the Vikings spent quite a bit. To bring in Tashaun Sean Bauer last year, and Holton Hill was the mm-hmm. number one uh, undrafted free agent. Like Todd McShay had him number mm-hmm. one on his list, and so those two guys, I don't know how big of a role they're going to play this year, but they're definitely in that category. And then on the offensive side, Mike Boone and Rock Thomas were not as highly talked about, mm-hmm. but the fact that they both made the team really shows you kind of where, where they were at. And they're they're like. What are they now, the third and fourth
2: running backs? Yeah, yep. Uh, One of them will be active on Sunday, probably.
0: Yes. Uh, Thomas is dinged up right now, so I'm guessing he's not. Boone was a little bit ahead of him, Mm -hmm. but both played exceptionally well in the preseason. When you pick up a guy from Cincinnati who averaged like four yards a carry in college, Mm -hmm. you're like, what do I really expect from this guy? But Boone really showed a lot, and they can both kind of play uh, as wide receivers if you need them. They're more of like playmakers than just Mm -hmm. running backs, and I think that that's what the Vikings liked. So they take a bunch of swings. They paid a wide receiver, Corey Robertson, a bunch of money, too, and he Mm
2: -hmm. did nothing. Didn't that make
0: it? Yeah, so they they take a bunch of swings, and then every once in a while they pan out. But I think now because of where they are as a franchise— that they are a uh, willing to pay out, that they have the cash to do that, but also attractive to certain mm-hmm. players, because Holton Hill probably could have gone to twenty teams. Yeah. Now
2: and but and and then you get Iloka, who you know could have gone a lot of places too. Oh, yeah. I would yep. presume absolutely. And you get him for cheap, Richardson a, too, Sheldon I'm Richardson. A, Richardson. Now that cost him some money, but Iloka cost him what a million? Yeah, million, not million. even a million. Yeah, that's unbelievable. How many? Any of those other? Any other guys like that? Uh, this this uh, this Jones, the offensive lineman, they had to give up a sixth rounder for.
0: Right? Yeah, so okay. and, and also like he's a uh, emergency sort of. We really need an offensive yeah. lineman, so send someone uh, type of thing. But yeah, I mean they didn't give up a whole lot for him, and I mean just in general, every team is going to have to be built on some of those guys. But I think that the Vikings have found ways. And Tom Johnson would have been my ultimate example, but you know he's not here anymore, of a guy that they found in the CFL yeah. and brought him here. And Zilstra is that, too. I mean, I, I think he'll be active, probably. You think he'll be the one? Yeah, I think so. So what, do they only have four active, or will they have five? Uh, my guess is probably, well, it depends on Stacey Coles' health. He's been hurt. Health. Huh? He has been hurt, so that's questionable. But I think he probably is in there, if he could play special teams or maybe they might go with four. The, the The nice thing about them is they've got two really good tight ends and they've got a bunch of running backs. So if... Somebody, so the, the really good second tight end being Morgan, yeah, it, yeah, 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 because he can block, right? And it's just such a like football thing. But yeah. since people love Jim Kleinsaucer here, yeah. then I can say it. <laughs> David Morgan was legit valuable to this team. And mm-hmm. one of the things I talked with John D. Filippo for a different story about, but we ended up just like chatting football and throwing footballs at each other and having fun, um, was about the fullback and the second tight end. That those are positions nobody. Talks about mm-hmm. really, but the fact that they can work in all these different personnel groupings with CJ Ham and David Morgan. Uh, and and those are two guys you know Morgan's a late draft pick Hams a, CJ, a UMD right yep. UMD
2: I mean that's a pretty good story. Well Zilster's gotten a lot of pub because he's a Concordia Division 3 guy yeah but uh you know he had the CFL background this is a kid from the UMD Fighting Bulldogs that's, Yeah. uh and he's the only fullback that's there right for uh, Augustano, wasn't it I thought he was
1: uh, yeah. I thought he was UMD yeah I thought I thought it was UMD too yeah
0: well, one mean? of us covers the team. Yeah, you might no, be right. I, I think I'm gonna have to check okay. on that. But All I, right. I, uh, I mean, either either way, a, a sort of local guy that you wouldn't yeah, right. expected um, to make a big difference. But I could really see D. Filippo. How much? How much? how much a fullback on the field? for them. It, it was Augustana, by
1: the way. Okay. Yeah, no, I, right I, I, did, I was just going to say. Me, yeah, why was, didn't I think
0: it, he was UMD? Right?
2: It, it, he's, I
1: think he's from Duluth, right? Oh, Maybe that's it. Yeah, that that's it. it. Yep, because
0: okay. every year in training camp, the Duluth people all come down to <laughs> CJ so he's the most was, popular he,
2: Was he on the, on the uh, roster on the 53 all last year? He was, yeah. Really? And, okay. and he
0: made a handful of really nice plays that mm-hmm. were difference makers, even though you might not remember them, because none of them was a Minneapolis mm-hmm. miracle, but yeah. third down screen passes and things like that i would expect him probably 20 30 percent of the time to be out there mixing and matching with the personnel and that gives them an advantage so even though they don't have four or five really good receivers which almost nobody has they've got these other position players that they can mix and match with
1: does laquan treadwell have anything can he give them anything
0: so I would put it like this. Uh, last year, a lot of people tried to put on faces to say nice things about Laquan Treadwell, and they struggled to do so. Like, it's one of those things where they're like, oh, you know, I mean, he's uh, he's trying. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's really working at it. This year, it feels more genuine okay. that he has improved. And he's going to get to play because they got rid of Kendall Wright. And I think that says something about, because I usually judge more by what they do than what they say. And getting rid of Kendall Wright when he didn't cost you any money, really. Yeah. I think that shows you that they do believe Treadwell is better. And he and Kirk Cousins have kind of hit it off a little what's bit. What's he here. catch? The 15
2: yarder? Treadwell on the sideline? Or what's he doing? Yeah.
0: I mean, he's going to be an outside receiver, 90. Mm-hmm. Five percent of the time, but he won't run
2: by people unless unless they somebody blows coverage or yeah.
0: something, right? So there's a concept that I've been looking at a little bit that Philadelphia used all the time, where all the players run curls, so It's like mm-hmm. a four curls. So everybody runs the same route, mm-hmm. and you could see this the sort of curl routes and things like that working. For Treadwell because he can use his big body. And
2: he's one of the inside curl guys. And yeah, and, and just feel basically feeling yeah. and digs, running a little deeper. Right,
0: right. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. And so you have all four guys run the same route. But when you have uh Rudolph is six foot six yeah. and Treadwell is as big and strong as he is, that's the kind of routes that I think we'll see him run that I think D. Filippo looks at him as how can we find what will work for him to use his body and use his strength. So things like you're describing, those kind of like 10-yard, 15-yard routes, that's probably it. I don't expect him to catch 60 passes, Mm -hmm. but if he catches 25 or 30 and they're valuable, then it's been a success even though it doesn't match up with his draft stats.
2: How many did we uh, get out of him last year? Because we got one the first year. 20. 20 last
1: year. So he multiplied his rookie catch total by 20.
2: I got a hunch he won't do that again. So (laughs) we won't have the same multiplier. But uh, yeah, if he turns out to, you know, right now he's, uh, I I wouldn't call him a disaster, but he's certainly uh, you know, was a not. Now, Kendall Wright. Talk about numbers lying. We didn't, weren't we getting stats about he caught more balls out yep. of the slot than yep. anybody in the
0: league or something? What? Yep, he did. Uh, well, How could he be that bad? Well, uh, so two things. Uh, one, I think that John Filippo's offense is far more complicated than whatever John Fox was doing mm-hmm. last year in Chicago. And I think people's minds are blown in Chicago with Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. The other thing is that Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs are slot receivers, too. They are so good that they can line up anywhere. They can Mm -hmm. run any type of route at any level. They can run routes from any formation, any situation. And it's Kendall Wright can only do one thing. He Mm -hmm. can only be a slot receiver. So if you're going to put Adam Thielen there half the time, Stephon Diggs half the time, then you really don't need Kendall Wright there. And then I think it was also slow to pick up on the offense, which put him behind from the very start. And he doesn't play special teams. Treadwell does. they didn't have anything
2: invested in him.
0: Right. No investment. He doesn't block. He he doesn't really bring a whole lot other than just didn't the slot. Did anybody claim him? Anybody take him? Did uh, he land anywhere? I did see that he was working out with the Patriots, okay. who have had trouble <laughs> pinning down. Well, hey, Cordero. Cordero is yes, one of their yes. three receivers. They, I am they fascinated must have, They must that. have cut
2: eight receivers. Yep. Every day you looked in it, they were getting rid of two receivers. Yeah, You'd somebody heard was coming in and,
1: and working out. I read and, something
0: yeah. like a week ago, their three receivers were boom, boom, yeah. and Cordero. To, to your point, though, <laughs> with the wide receivers and numbers lying, I mean, Kendall writes only a few receptions behind Stephon Diggs, and the gap is ocean wide, <laughs> and and they cut the Patriots cut Kenny Britt, and he's awful. I mean, he's like one of the worst receivers in the entire NFL. I can't believe people keep giving him jobs. And then now he's finally cut by the Patriots. And he put up numbers sometimes if a team had nobody else to throw to. So that that does happen a lot. If you have an offense with very few weapons like Chicago did, that you got to throw the ball to somebody, and Kendall Wright ended up with a bunch of catches but really wasn't that effective.
2: So uh, uh, today they, you know, it's out. I guess they didn't announce their starting lineup till they announced their lineup. Do They announce what do they announce tomorrow? Just their. They'll announce the who's injuries. Out. They're yeah, just the who's injuries. Out, who's but who's but out. they don't. They don't say this is your They don't announce it in depth chart.
0: It will be well. There's an unofficial depth, depth chart, chart. But so Mike, Jones, Mike Zimmer, is gonna, Jones is Jones is going to be the center. Who's the left guard? Uh, the left guard will be Tom Compton. I am, okay. Pretty certain. So you're
2: gonna go with the crusty old veterans right yeah, next to each other there?
0: And and I, I would agree with that. I mean the thing is that, you know, they're facing off with DeForest Buckner as a nose tackle, who is one of the best at his position in the NFL. And he is extremely strong.
2: Mm-hmm. Danny
0: Isadora's big problem is that he's just not that strong. Mm-hmm. And when you watch him close in the preseason and you go back through the tape, as you know that I did, mm-hmm. uh, there was a situation where I watched our old friend Tom Johnson plow through his chest he just smashed mm-hmm. uh, Isadora in his chest and, ju- and just whacked him back like 5-7 yards. Everyone will do that who are NFL starters with their strength where we- with Compton he's a bigger guy he's much more experienced he might have a chance to hold on for dear life where mm-hmm. I don't think Isidora does and then if they get to week 2 here and Elf line is on track then you're in much better shape. I think Jones is a player. I think he can fill in Play there and be okay. Guard. Yeah. And it actually surprises me they gave him away because I think he can play, and then you'll be good at center. And hopefully, if you're you know Vikings fans hoping that maybe Kirk Cousins plays the whole year, you are looking at then the focus kind of turning to so Riley Remmers
2: plays right guard. What uh, what what do we expect from Rashad Hill? Is he an NFL
0: starter? No, I don't think so. I I think that he's also a hold on for dear life guy. Like mm-hmm. th- those are the ways that I look at offensive linemen, either the elite guys who are freaks of nature and you can't believe they're real, then solid NFL starters, and then hold on for dear life, guys. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what Rashad Hill is. He's basically a stopgap to get them hopefully to Brian O'Neill in the future. That's, that's what their thinking is. But as far as 16 games from him, I think it's a really big ask. And if O'Neill isn't ready to play...
2: Who are the back? Who are the dress? Or Neil will be dressed, and and Isidore will be dressed, and who else? There will probably only dress eight of them, right?
0: Yeah, uh, that. I mean, that'll probably do it. So Aviant Collins is the other okay. guy. He and played. He can play a, up and down yeah, line, he, right? He'll okay. definitely be dressed. I think we need Everett Lindsay. We need Everett
2: Lindsay, Manny. Everett Lindsay, yeah. Tackle, center, guard. But play,
0: play everywhere, yeah. Any place, yeah. But, but the the well, the Jeremiah Searles, his loss might be significant. Didn't but, you say? Uh, didn't I read that he's floating around? You can get him if you I want think him. he's on IR with Carolina. Oh, he got okay. hurt. Um, IR. But you know, the guy that's going to be on my radar a lot is Riley Reef. He had a great start to last season, and then he got hurt, and he was below average the whole rest of the year because he was playing injured. If he's 100% healthy, he can kind of keep him off. What, do you have about
2: 30 snaps in the preseason?
0: Yeah, didn't play much. And he's on the injury report this week with an ankle. So, yeah, that's that's one to keep a very close eye on. Because when he's healthy, I think he's a good player. But when he's not, it's a pretty big problem going up against NFL defensive end.
2: Matthew Collar is here for... He's here this for... This is the last ever annual Ride with Ricy
1: Vikings Preview Show with Matthew Collar. Oh. Cherish the moment. Because <laughs> that's it.
0: That's it.
2: Good day, sir. And that's that. All right, uh, as part of this uh, wide-ranging Viking preview, uh, break down the uh, rest of the Central Division for me, will you, sir? In order... Of uh, challenge, uh, starting at the bottom.
0: Well, at the bottom, okay. The Detroit Lions are still a good football team. Really? You Um, like them uh, with that lousy defense,
2: or don't you think uh, it's that bad?
0: Like would be the wrong way to put it, but they still have a very good quarterback in Matthew Stafford, who is the only guy to win twice at U.S. Bank Stadium Mm -hmm. against the the Vikings. And he's one of those guys that can show up and throw for four hundred yards one day or whatever. You know, just go off. Yeah, I like him hot. a lot
2: better than a lot of people do. A lot of ah, oh, I, I love him. I think, I think he's he really, throws really a, good. Throws an easy ball to catch. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
0: he's got a laser beam, and he's mm-hmm. got really good weapons. He has Stephon Diggs. I would have said would be the most underrated receiver in the league, but since he got paid, it's Marvin Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that who, guy had a hell of a year. Ter- terrific. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the best go up and get it guys. So they've got him, they've got other weapons, they've got a new coach who might help improve their defense, but I still think it screams of like an 8-8 eight and eight type mm-hmm. of team because of how difficult the NFC is. Who well, is coaching there? I uh, Patricia.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Well, it would be I don't know. My uh view of him changed a little in last year's Super Bowl. So uh yeah, I don't know. Uh, do we, what are the reviews
0: on him so far? I know he
2: had the problem with the you know the he, previous. Did he saved the beard.
0: He got rid of the beard, didn't he? Uh I believe yes, he, yes, he did. did. Uh. So the issue I think with Matt Patricia is that you know sometimes people don't learn from history. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many Belichick guys yes. go yeah. and they think they're gonna be Mr. Hardass, but the problem was never that the team didn't work hard enough before. No. It was always strategy and roster. Yes, I mean th- this is the the th- crazy thing about there's these still football that, guys. There's, there's still
2: that old mentality. Yeah, uh, I, more with ownership than anybody. Yep, that you got to have toughness. Yeah, so
0: we weren't tough enough. So we didn't try enough. So of course,
2: what you always do is you hire the tough guy and then you hire the players guy and yes. then you hire the tough guy. Yes. again. That's, now uh,
0: and what the Vikings landed on was a tough guy who also understands. Yes. Yes. a lot more than mm. I think some of the Belichick guys do. But, uh, but defensively, Detroit wasn't much to write home about. Yeah. They're hard
2: up for cornerbacks. And...
0: Yeah, they were a top-ten scoring team, but they didn't do a ton on the defensive side like the Packers did, um, so I'll get to them. But uh, th- I'm seeing them as the bottom of the division. And then Chicago is next, adding Khalil Mack. That's a hell of a player to add right before well, the I, season. I was kind of laughing at the, the somebody
2: sent out that uh, you know he was with a a losing team and a in uh, a uh, weak roster, and now he's going to Chicago. And I said, where well, he's with a losing team and a re- re- weak roster. But then I
0: looked at their defense. Oh, it's not. They got their some players. They got seven or eight defensive guys
2: I've heard of who are pretty good.
0: I I didn't uh, I saw your snark and didn't correct it because I'm mm-hmm. never quite sure if you're serious or not um, on Twitter.com. But oh, that's a good that's the, a good uh, caution to take. But, <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> but like we learned yesterday, Pat, right? When in doubt, just assume you that
0: assume he's too much agitation. yeah <laughs> yes. Well, but they have one of the best uh, defensive tackles in the league, and Akeem Hicks, yes. and some up and coming players. Their defense could be really good. And on the offense, oh, they're going to play three four, right? Yeah, they were. They yep. got all those linebackers. But he'll just he'll they got rush the, the pass. They yeah. got the
2: Smith kid who's not even listed as a starter yet. The, the kid they oh
0: Roquan had. yeah he'll start yeah, yeah he'll definitely start. But he's he was one of my favorite draft prospects Roquan Smith mm-hmm. he dominated at the end of uh, last year with Georgia. So they've got a lot of good players t- to like on defense, but then on offense, it's really is Mitch Trubisky good. Because yeah. they gave him everything to work with. Now they gave him an offensive head they coach. They did spend money on the
2: offensive line, right?
0: Yep. They also uh, got um, Allen Robinson at wide receiver. Yeah. They got Trey Burton, who uh, the Vikings wanted a lot. Tight end, right? tight end, Yeah, and you know they drafted one of my favorite guys in the draft, Anthony Miller, who's a wide yeah. receiver. So they've really stacked up on, on that side. I still think they're eight and eight, nine and seven team, but you know, that if you if both of the bottom teams are seven and nine, eight and eight. That's still giving you pretty good challenges on a, what's on a the word on basis. Nagy? Uh, he comes from the Andy Reid coaching. Gotta tree be an improvement. And, yeah. Oh yes, but, yes. I mean
2: Fox was. They're gone.
0: Their offense just went from like 1980 to 2018. Mm-hmm. He, I, you know, who knows how these guys are going to handle the leadership part when they're a first-time coach? But he's coming from Andy Reid, and Andy Reid is a guy like Mike. Z- he's like the offense of Mike Zimmer. Who has just morphed and had success, even though he's not a young guy, that he just continues to sort of grow as the league grows.
2: Trubisky, what was the, re- at the end of the year, what was the view of Trubisky?
0: The view was he's ready to take the next step. Yeah, that He's, he's yeah. got the talent is there. Yep. The, the Vikings whooped them as they would yes. at the end of the year. But I watched a couple of games back and he made some throws and he's an athlete and he's got a little gamerness to him. So you could see him taking a pretty big step forward and boy, that would make the division tough. But with, I, I think this, the Vikings are still a better team than them though.
1: With Khalil Mack going back to him very quickly. So when the Vikings play the Bears, is it Rashad Hill that's going to have to deal with him or Riley Reef?
0: I think it's both. Uh, I've seen him come off both edges. And this is a guy who not only is a freak with his like strength, speed, quickness, all this. But he's like the tactician type. Hmm. Where and one, has, of the,
2: one of the finer players in the history of the Buffalo University, <laughs> the University of yeah, Buffalo one of the, the program, yeah, right? Uh,
0: along with former Bills practice squatter Drew Haddad. <laughs> um, that that's a real player. Uh, yes, he is far and away. And Brandon Oliver got a little bit of run a, a few years uh, ago, but yes, far and away. He played, I remember this uh, when I was in Buffalo. Every, you know, UB games would be on be like, who cares? And so they're playing Ohio State. And I'm like, all right, let's see if it's 100 to nothing. I I think
1: I remember this. Khalil
0: Mack... Eats their guy. I was like, yeah. like, what? like <laughs> "What? Who is this? Who did we steal from their sideline?" Was
1: that that was Turner Gill too? Right? Was it was it, it, was, was it Turner um, Gill that recruited him to Buffalo?
0: No, I think it was Jeff Quinn that actually got mm-hmm. him.
1: But he uh, played. But Turner Gill was there at some yeah. point when Quinn Tur- Mack Tur- was there, right?
0: I don't know that he was. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how the timeline works. Might well, have been Turner went from there to Kansas,
2: and it didn't work out. Um, yeah, it didn't but, go too well for him there. But
0: it was really it was really interesting. He's a guy. This tells you a little bit about him. That so he got the NCAA video game and he found which player was fake him because of course, you know, Mm -hmm. they were clearly using the real players just putting a number on it. And his rating, I forget what it was, it was something like forty seven or forty six. So he was number forty six because he wanted to be his Madden rating. Mm -hmm. And then he was much higher rated after that. He he was a monster and it didn't shock me he was drafted so high. But this he only
2: stayed there three years, right? Didn't he Come out, or we had to come out early. Right? And and
1: I was wrong. Turner Gill was at Buffalo from 06 okay. to 09. so yeah, it was way yeah, before. Yeah. So it
0: was it was Jeff Quinn, and then Jeff, Jeff Quinn got fired right after that, which is kind of. Like he gets Khalil mm-hmm. Mack, the greatest player ever, and then you know he's gone. But it was funny because I was at a University of Buffalo women's basketball game, and Khalil Mack walked in, and it's just the most gigantic human being who's ever walked into that gym. But he is a incredible but, player.
2: But your review would be suddenly the
0: Bears are doing some things yes. right oh, after yes.
2: being terrible for yes. a decade and every manpower decision yes. they made.
0: They have picked the right time to go all in on a Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, okay, And so then, you know, the Vikings are next after that, in my mind, um, and we've talked about every single possible thing, but uh, I think their defense will be great again. I think Kirk Cousins will have ups and downs, but overall we'll have a good season. It's just how they navigate this incredibly difficult schedule with a quarterback who's really good, but not Aaron Rodgers. And I would put the Packers still at the top because of Ooh, Aaron. Oh, they're
2: not going to like that. But they have Aaron Rodgers, and yes. like
0: the, there is no way to fully explain how excellent this man is at football. I mean, it just he
1: covers up so
0: much for them. He's and, and, just unbelievable. He does, and then now they have somebody who is sneaky smart, which is Mike Pettin, their new defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. It was like Dom Capers was keeping everybody in the game, and now uh, I covered Pettin in Buffalo, and he is a really bright guy. They had one of the best defenses in the league when he was there. They draft two good cornerback prospects. I'm not saying that their defense is going to be number 1, but if it's even 10th, they're way better, and, you know, of course, Rodgers coming back changes everything. So I still have them at the top.
2: And uh, they have the same problem as the Vikings. Can they keep an offensive line together, right? Yeah, now?
0: yeah, that's definitely true. When Rodgers had his really great year, it was two years ago, they had this excellent offensive line, and then they lost guys. They lost T.J. Lang, was the big one, and then injuries last year. Um, You know, even if he had played the whole season, I'm not sure he would have been as good because they had so many struggles. So they're not a perfect team at all. It's just I look at them and the Vikings that where it's a one game difference, maybe it's 12 and four versus 11 and five or 11 and five versus 10 and six. And this
2: year we can't cheap shot him and throw him on the ground and break his collarbone, right? Uh, you 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 can't. Uh, you were gonna
1: go there. You can't.
2: This poor. I want a go a GoFundMe page for this poor Antoine Williams kid. I know. He gets fined twenty thousand. That's more than he
0: made, and yep. he gets cut, right? Yeah. Is he on the practice He's squad? He's gonna or not. be uh, in debt. Um, yeah.
2: I mean, how can you find a guy for that? I I would. It was think
0: brutal. That. Some people would have helped him out. That yes. He's not going to need our money. Well, how can they, take, how can they take more than a guy's getting paid? Yeah, well, for because
2: in exhibition games he's getting paid zero.
0: I always right. do wonder about this. Like, do they take it right out of your paycheck, or do you actually have to pay them? So, could you just be like, "No, not uh, happening." I'm yeah, not, I did not, not make paying. any money. I'm not even on the team. I'm not paying. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, are they going to send debt collectors got after robbed, you? Robbed
2: for God's sakes, and then they find him. because they, I suppose they. Didn't want to come out and say no. It was a stupid call. Yeah, because so they, you know, they're trying to scare everybody. I can't believe. Also, my theory is I've been telling these guys this for three, four years. They want to make fines and suspensions and all that a great big issue, so the next time they're arguing money, they can give them neutral arbitration and then the idiots running the union will run around thinking they had a triumph (laughs) while the NFL still considers steal, still keeps stealing that 7% that they stole the last time.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting theory. Um, I also think that fines and stuff like that um, are pretty much just part of the entire veil of we're making the game safer. We find this guy for using his (laughs) hips to push him into the ground or whatever. (laughs) By the
2: way, Colin Kaepernick ad, Nike, one of the five greatest taunts in NFL. It's it's unbelievable. I love it. You, you Apparently, they didn't even tell the NFL they really? were going to do this. Wow. That's what it's saying.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, uh, the conversations that are being had out there because of that. Although, I, I would say to anyone who tweets a meme with Pat Tillman that... Pat Tillman's wife said not to do that. So yes. If, yes. You're consi- if you see that on Facebook, don't do that because that's disrespecting well, Pat Tillman's like wife. like
2: the uh, gal in Iowa got killed, uh, you know, murdered by the the uh, illegal immigrant. And there's family saying, don't use this in your political ads, Molly Tibbetts. So we'll yeah. be back. We better tell people what they've been listening to once more here, Manny, don't you think? <laughs> I think we can do that. Yeah. Stand by here one second.
1: And uh... this is the last ever annual Ride with Rising Vikings preview show with Matthew Collar. Cherish
2: the moment. Because <sighs> that's it. That's it. Good day, sir. And that's that. If you think we've had a lot of gallows humor this week, wait till tomorrow. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. One more gong, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, go on our uh, we'll go on our mission, whatever whatever that is. Uh, so, everything said, this should be a really good team if they can block anybody.
0: Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. that is it and also i would say this if they can navigate the bumps in the road because last year it just seemed like the seas parted for them mm-hmm. i mean you go into the last three weeks of last year and it's like one team has no clue what it's doing another team has john fox coaching them just, mm-hmm. you know it just seemed like everything sort of lined up and nobody got hurt on defense i think this year there's more competition And there will be more challenges that face Kirk Cousins than faced Case Keenum. So it depends on just whether he gets them through that. And that's where I, you know, I I don't focus a lot when people talk about leadership, but I think that that will matter for him.
2: Somebody said he went from chatty at all these uh, press conferences to pretty, uh, pretty tame, pretty quiet, pretty uh, short with his answers this week.
0: Yeah. A little uh, bit, cousins. a little bit, yep. And I think that he's shown his nerves uh, mm-hmm. after that preseason game when he announced everything he had done wrong. That mm-hmm. was I've never seen that before, mm-hmm. and that sort of gave me the sense of like, okay, this guy's feeling it a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, don't tell Judd
2: that. He'll flip out. I now. know, I know.
0: <laughs> well the kicker seemed really fine when uh, yeah, talks right. so. um, but that was uh, that
2: was just such a disappointment. He didn't miss a couple of kicks. But
0: also week. it's the regular season when uh you know someone who I've never seen before asks Kirk, what do you do to get ready for a game? And he's like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that would take like an hour for me to tell you all that. Uh,
2: why Why in a year of these great expectations are we celebrating 98? Do we want to bring that back? <laughs> that is stupid. <laughs> and by the way, one of the three individuals not coming back, Gary Anderson. Gary really? uh, really? Supposedly, oh, I that. supposedly Moss, Carter, because they got TV obligations and... Gary Gary has chosen not to return. Oh
0: man, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, most of his time here was good. <laughs> God damn <laughs> hey, near all of mo- it all! Like ninety-eight percent of that season was great for mm-hmm. Gary Anderson. Yep, it was just yep. that one problem. Yep. Uh, how much time do we have left? Ten uh, seconds? 30, uh, no, Forty about seconds? Okay, so seconds. Let, let me steal the mic from you, Patrick, and just say I am honored that you brought me in today for your final preview. <laughs> and I, I have loved during my time here coming in and being on your show. And no one has been more helpful to me and my wife moving here a huge life change than you. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate
2: that. Well, uh, thank you very much. And uh, I uh, remember the first day you came out on that Saturday and I said, this guy's never going to shut up. And you were, you've were you turned out to be uh, one of the great <laughs> things that's ever happened to this, uh, this station. Uh, and that 1500 website... We went from Pellicero to Kramer to Collar, and, uh, the, and throughout it all, this website has had some of the best Viking coverage you can get. So, Matthew, it's uh, been a thrill, and I will see you out in Egan one of these uh, right. moments. Or back in here doing something. Thank you know for why. having me, Patrick.